Thanks, Mitch, for that uh, the reading. Um, I'd like to extend a warm welcome to uh, all of our members, those that are here. Uh, we're missing a section this morning because they're on spring break, but glad to see that Christina's back on her spring break. Uh, to our uh, visitors, uh, you're our honored guest. Uh, please uh, um, know that and uh, stick around uh, so we can uh, get to know you better. Uh, I usually, it's good and bad. I sit up front, so it's hard to sneak back uh, afterwards to greet you. So uh, this morning I will be getting back there a little bit faster to, to, to do that. Um, so, but uh, please stick around so we can get to know you. This morning I wanted to take a look at uh, the life of Jesus and ask the question, was Jesus an introvert or an extrovert? While preparing uh, for this morning, I came across this blog where a woman recounted a recent memory with her husband. She said, A few years ago, uh, as we were walking along a windswept and empty beach, my hubby turned to me and said, Man, I love this place. There are hardly any people here. It's so isolated. I could write a book undisturbed, grow a beard, and never dress up. I could stay in this place forever. While Joey was daydreaming wistfully about his ideal quiet place, far away from Wi-Fi and city life, I was having a nightmarish visions of living like Tom Hanks, forever stranded in some deserted island. My only companion would be a bearded husband dressed like an unwashed hermit, wearing an old holy t-shirt held together by vines. And I, a half-crazed, conversation-starved woman with fingernails like claws, talking to a coconut named Vito. We most likely, at one point in our lives, have had a similar thought about a friend, a spouse, a loved one, an acquaintance um, that uh, is one of those two extremes. We ourselves might uh, uh, be even relating to the husbands um, or the wife in that story thinking to ourselves how it might be nice to uh, escape to a nice, quiet place, to get away from the, the busy life of uh, D.C. and Annapolis suburbs. Or uh, others might be thinking, I would go crazy just like she did. What would I do in silence? Could there be life without a smartphone? What would I do without the Internet? These are all questions that uh, I probably would uh, tend to not know what to do with myself in silence. Um, but there's those two general camps um, uh, of people, introverts and extroverts. In general, introverts avoid crowds, dislike small talk, enjoy long periods of solitude, and prefer deep conversations to party chatter. They gravitate towards uh, one or two solid friendships uh, rather than surround themselves with acquaintances. They tend to enjoy uh, creative aspects of self-expression, such as art, writing, or music. Whereas extroverts are energized by being around others, when given a chance, an extrovert will talk with someone rather than sit alone and think. Extroverts enjoy social situations and even seek them out uh, since uh, they enjoy being around people. In fact, it may be the case that an extrovert is only able to do his or uh, her best work as part of a team. But one thing we often uh, overlook here is we tend to focus on the tendencies of, of those uh, different individuals. But one thing that we often overlook and we need to remember is how these folks are energized. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today. How are they energized? Whereas extroverts are energized by being around others, 
introverts are energized by long periods of solitude and reflection. So can I get a quick show of hands this morning? Who identifies themselves as an extrovert? All right. So, so there's some in the audience. Who identifies themselves as an introvert? All right. Well, the extroverts are extremely happy to be able to interact and, and not sit in silence for an entire sermon. The introverts are, on the other hand, trying to figure out why I had to ask the question. Uh, why they couldn't just be uh, known that they didn't have to raise their hand. We could have just figured it out by process of elimination. Um, so uh, I think it's uh, quite important to be able to take the time to understand how we approach different situations, to be able to identify how we react to certain things. And from this, it's to be able to identify how we can grow. And that's the most important part, to be able to identify how we can grow. We see many examples of God's people that we might be able to put into these two categories. We see examples of extroverts. We think of Paul, uh, the apostle, going, um, writing most of the books, uh, the letters uh, that make up the New Testament. We see him going and preaching the gospel to so many different people. We see the example of Peter that, uh, for better or worse, he sometimes uh, talks before he thinks. Um, He's definitely, uh, in every social, social situation, preaching at Pentecost. Um, we, we see John the Baptist paving the way uh, for, for Jesus. And then we look at uh, ex- examples such, uh, for introverts, such as Moses, who, although he led uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, he, de- he definitely did not want the social prime time that, that went with it. With Joshua, who kept telling, uh, God had to keep telling to be strong and courageous. With Jonah, who would risk traveling to the unknown just to avoid public speaking. I think uh, Jesus is a little bit harder to place in, in, in one of these two categories. On one hand, we see Jesus speaking to thousands, and, and the next we, see, uh, we find him retreating to solitude. This morning, I wanted to take a look, at life, uh, take a look into the life of Jesus try to uh, examine where he might have fallen into uh, the, one of these two categories. But then I want to circle back around to you and I to figure out how we can better serve our Lord once we better understand ourselves. But let's first uh, look to see whether Jesus was an extrovert or an introvert. So let's take a look at uh, the examples of where Jesus uh, might uh, be an extrovert. We see him uh, talking uh, for hours to 5,000 people. We see the example of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, where it says, Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up onto the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, and he said, and it continues on with the Beatitudes. We see Jesus leading a very active ministry in Matthew 11, verse 1. After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on, uh, from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. We see Jesus in, in Mark uh, 1, 38 and 39 seeking out places uh, and people to preach to. It reads, Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And he even gave us all the Great Commission in Mark 16 and 15, he said to them, go into all the worlds and preach the gospel to all creation. So I think that there's uh, clearly some strong evidence uh, that Jesus might have been an extrovert. 
But that's not the full story. Uh, even the most introverted people can have extroverted moments. And likewise, extroverts can sometimes even desire moments of solitude. So let's take a look at the other uh, end of the spectrum, where Jesus might have been an introvert. We see Jesus going up onto the mountainside uh, to be alone in Matthew 14, verses 22 and 23, where it reads, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boats and go on ahead of him to the other side. He dismissed the crowd, and after he dismissed them, he went up onto a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, there he was alone. We see Jesus spending the night praying to God in Luke uh, 6, uh, uh, 12, uh, where it reads, One of those days, Jesus went on the mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. In uh, the scripture reading this morning, in Luke uh, 5, 15 and 16, we see uh, his tendencies. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that the crowds of the people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. We see him again in the garden uh, seeking solitude, but not only that, again, we see him praying. We seeking, uh, see him seeking to align with his Father's will. In each of these examples, we see uh, Jesus seeking out a quiet place, a mountainside, a lonely place. With these examples, it's hard to think that Jesus could have been an extrovert. In Luke 5, that we just read about it, stated Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. But he also did one more thing here. Uh, he prayed. So uh, while he continued to seek this solitude, it was truly to f be able to seek um, uh, a relationship with his father, um, to seek a way that he could continue to energize. And, and I think that's, that's what's important. Um, while I intended to ask the question, I didn't um, intend to maybe answer it, but uh, provide both uh, aspects of Jesus being an introvert and extrovert. Um, but I did intend to, to challenge us to reflect on our own lives. So let's take a look at you and I and figure out how you and I um, can recharge. One author wrote this about Christians. On one hand, Christians ought to be extroverted. This is true not only because we are expected, even commanded, to engage with others in sharing the gospel, but also because the very foundation of our faith is someone external to us coming along, dragging us out of ourselves. It's even more violent than that. The Bible uses language of putting the old person to death and planting us in a non-optional relationship with another person, Jesus, and a group of people, the church. In a very real sense, there is no alone time for the Christian, something which in no doubt causes many introverts to shudder and panic. In this sense, the gospel has a quite uh, necessary extroverted component. On the other hand, Christians ought to be introverted. Uh, we are responsible for our own spiritual, spiritual lives, the commands to be holy and to fight against sin. There are directions for examining our interior lives and casting off the ac uh, those aspects of ourselves which continue to persist in rebellion against God. And of course, part of this process is being slower to speak being aware of our own sinful nature, and being on guard against allowing that sinful aspect of ourselves uh, to take control, uh, of our aspects to take control of our tongue and actions. In one sense, the serpent in the garden was the chief of extroverts. He projected his personality onto others in an attempt to remake them in his, his own image. 
Likewise, quiet meditation on scripture, solitary prayer, and reflection should all increasingly be aspects of the Christian life. In this sense, the gospel has a quite necessary introverted component as well. So on the one hand, that author is saying that Christians should be extroverted, and on the other, introverted. Let's uh, take a a quick look at uh, two other verses that the Bible um, has to say. In uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10, uh, it talks about God created us with varying strengths, weaknesses, and personality types. And he can use anyone who submits to him. And he's often most glorified through our weakness. It reads in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, and in insults, and in hardships, and persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we read in First uh, Peter chapter four, verses ten and eleven. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of uh, God's uh, grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do uh, as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. We are reminded that we are created to be different, to be different parts of Christ's body. We are each given different talents, given different gifts and weaknesses. We are called to use these to serve our Lord Jesus. We are to use these to worship and serve our God, to allow God to work in us. We should serve with the strength that God provides, and let God show power through our lives. So let us uh, turn and reflect on ourselves this morning and evaluate whether we tend to be an introvert or an extrovert. Evaluate how we use our talents, weaknesses, and tendencies to continue to serve our Lord. Extroverts, remember that while community is an important part of spiritual growth, we need to continue to seek solitude with God to develop our personal relationship with our Father above. Likewise, introverts, Jesus made no such distinctions in his instructions to us about serving our world and loving others. The Great Commission is for introverts, too. But in all of this, we need to remember how uh, we uh, recharge, how we re-energize ourselves. In College of Virginia Tech, uh, Kristen and I participated in a campus ministry program there. As a Hokie, the Blacksburg Church of Christ uh, had an Adopt-a-Hokie program, similar to what we have with, uh, I guess, our missing rows uh, of midshipmen this morning. Uh, Through this campus ministry, we had opportunities to be able to connect with families within the church, and uh, they provided us a support structure while we were away from our families and our homes. They provided us a place to be able to recharge away from that college life, and it was such a blessing. And that is one of the biggest reasons that we ended up here in Annapolis, is to give back uh, the same way we were so richly blessed. Additionally, in college, uh, we both studied engineering. 
And as you uh, might expect from an engineering major, uh, we had a lot of homework. Um, uh, they, uh, at one point, I remember my roommates asking me if I ever had not had homework, um, which I just had to laugh at them and said I don't, didn't know that existed. Uh, but uh, uh, like the Bible study we have for the Naval Academy students here, uh, we also had a, had a Bible study on the campus at Virginia Tech. And sometimes it was tough to find the motivation to pull away uh, from your studies for a Bible study at 9, nine or 10 o'clock at night on, on a Tuesday night, and knowing that you had hours more homework ahead of you. But after going to a few, uh, we, we began to recognize uh, that while it might have added 30 minutes or an hour or more to, to our nights, we were recharged, re-energized by being with fellow Christians. We were recharged and re-energized by being with our God. So we need to be able to continue to identify where we get our energy from. In John chapter 4, uh, we see Jesus telling the Samaritan woman that Jesus gives us a water, a water that will never thirst. So whether introverts or extroverts, we are continued to be energized through him. We are energized through our Lord and our Savior. So I want to leave us with uh, uh, three f final thoughts. Embrace who you are. The sermon was not intended uh, to persuade you to become an introvert or an extrovert, but to tell you to embrace who you are, to get to know where you thrive, but remember that sometimes we are called to do more. Know how to push yourselves to be able to serve our God. Preaching is one of those things, to me, that drains me. And not only does it drain me, but uh, my nerves ramp up each, each and every time before I, before I get up here. But God has called uh, uh, me to do it. And, and one thing that even happened to me this morning is, is, is I was thinking about preparing this lesson and, and being drained. I get to my computer this morning and uh, I go to click print to pr print out my sermon. And the printer's like, I don't have enough ink. I can't do this for you. So it's just like, e even more, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I needed more energy, God, please. But... Uh, but I, and I'll have to go back this afternoon and find something to re-energize me uh, from this outpouring uh, of preaching. But let him work in you. God gives us the strength to accomplish what he has called us to do. And God has given me the strength to be here this morning. Number two, use your talents. We are often, uh, we think about the t different talents that uh, go with uh, extroverts and with introverts. With extroverts, we can think, oh man, that, that guy can really uh, give a sermon. Wow, that great, uh, that's, that couple are such great missionaries. That teacher is amazing. I don't know where Kevin Jackson is right now, but that man's going to be the president one day, or at least the senator. He can sit there and shake your hand for hours and just continue to talk to you. One of the most extroverted people that I know. He just sits there and shakes your hands and talks. Continue to use your talents. Continue uh, to spread the word. But introverts are just as important. One introvert stated, I'm a better host and cook than a facilitator. Being the host allows me to serve the people around me. But it also provides um, me with an escape. I can break away to clean the dishes, uh, to refill the kettle of hot, for hot water, rather than having to stay in the middle of a large group um, 
initiating chit chat or directing conversation topics. Another introvert stated that as people who generally try to avoid being the center of attention, and introverts are usually naturally uh, good listeners, they tend to do work, uh, well work, uh, working independently. Introverts continue to bring valuable talents to the mission field that may fall outside of the normal and expected uh, missions activities that we think of from the pulpit, from leading singing, and those that are, that are really uh, more in the center of, of folks' minds. So continue to look and find a mission area where you can use your talents. And even better, if it can provide an outlet and a built, or a built-in escape uh, to stay re-energized. And finally, continue to look to God. Spend time with your Father to, to re-energize you, to be recharged. We have a living God, a God who loves us, a God who uh, is ready, uh, a God ready to energize us through his words and his spirit, a God who provides us a water in which we will never thirst. So uh, this morning, let us take time to reflect on ourselves. Let us examine our talents. Let us examine our introverted or extroverted ways, and let us examine how we are energized. Let us seek, let us continue to seek to do God's will. Let us seek our God for energy and strength. Introverts tend uh, like to look in. Extroverts tend to look out. Believers need to look up. Are you here this morning seeking answers? Are you here this morning and know that Jesus is our Lord? Are you ready to start your Christian walk this morning by putting him in, in baptism? Are you here just going through the motions but are ready to start putting your faith into action. The elders and deacons would be happy to find a, and help you find that ministry area where you can embrace who you are, use your talents, and continue to be energized through God. If there's something heavy on your hearts or your need in prayers, whatever your need may be, we are here for you this morning. Please come forward as we stand and sing.